0: Welcome to the roto Morning Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday. It's March 16th. It's 2022. We have 12 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. And I am joined by my good buddy, Grant Nefer g 07. What's happening, my friend?
1: Not too much. Still a little bit tilted about Bain only getting 23 minutes, even in a blowout. But you know what? Still, still wants money. Still going, still doing pretty good. And you know, we got a nice little slate on our
0: hands here 10 full games and we got some interesting spots. All right. Well, a lot of games to get through. So we're not going to waste any time. We're going to jump right in here and get started with Atlanta at Charlotte 238 total in this one. And Charlotte is a two point favorite. On the injury report here, John Collins is out. Gallinari is probable. Gordon Hayward is out. So really only two injuries, people out for these teams. Let's start here with Atlanta. What do you like here for the Hawks?
1: I mean, I like Trae Young. and I like Capella. I mean, Collins being out, obviously Capella's minutes are always in flux. But I think at this spot, he should end up playing 30-plus minutes. Without Collins in the game, so 6,100 going up against Charlotte, one of the fastest-paced, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. I like Capella. And then Trey Young, I mean, coming off a pretty monster game, if I remember correctly. I think he had 70-plus. Going up against Charlotte, he's been playing really well recently. 10-3 is a lot to ask for, but I think his ownership is going to be suppressed a little bit in this spot here. Um, Even though it's a great matchup, there's just other good plays on the slate that we'll get to later. So I think Trey Young makes an interesting tournament play. Bogdanovich. With all the wings there, like he's fine at six three, is not really offering you a ton of upside. And the rest of the wings kind of the same thing. I mean, I never really have a huge desire to play her or Hunter whenever everyone's healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Trey Young. It's a great matchup against Charlotte. He's 10'3". and I mean, he's someone that could definitely pay off this price tag, but I think Capella is my favorite play. Charlotte struggles against Biggs, no Collins. It doesn't seem like they want to give a Kongwu more than like 20 minutes a night. So I like this spot a lot for Capella. And then, I mean, the wing situation with Gallinari expected to play, I think there's just too many mouths to feed right now um, on this Atlanta side of things. So if Gallinari... I think he's going to project well, Grant. I really do. At 4,500, assuming he plays 30 minutes in this game, you know, 30 fantasy points at 4,500 doesn't stink. So, I think Gallinari is someone that would pop on optimizers um, today. Charlotte side of this game, I still think Rozier is my guy. I've been living and dying by Terry Rozier. I I mean, I love playing LaMelo. It's just he's so expensive. So, I think on the Charlotte side, it's really just Rogier for me. Maybe just Harold's minutes are all over the place. It's really just Rogier for me.
1: Yeah, I like Rogier. I'm right there with you. I mean, it's a solid matchup going up against Atlanta. Atlanta Mellow like, just hasn't really shown a huge ceiling. He's not playing a ton of minutes in any given spot here. So LaMelo is kind of off the board for me. I don't hate it in a game stack going up against Trey Young defense, but it's not something I love here. Rozier is definitely the better play comes in this game in really good form, putting up 49 and 46 in the last two games, got a few 50 bombs before that. So he's been pretty consistent, stalled matchup should end up going off in this spot here, but bridges is playing pretty well recently not getting a ton of minutes, I think, because those last two games were blowouts, um, but still put up 44 and 53. I think he has some upside at 7,900 here with his minutes. So it's Rogier and Bridges. Like I'm probably like Harold and Plumley. They're always splitting minutes. They're always kind of up in the air. Plumley has actually played really well recently. I could see him getting run against Capel a little bit extra run, um, but likely he's going to end up in the 25-minute range. So at 4,400, you can do worse. But, Harold, I, I just can't stomach the minutes. They're just not consistent enough. I'm out on him.
0: Philadelphia at Cleveland. 217 total in this one. Philly is a four-point favorite. Jared Allen remains out. Rajon Rondo, Sexton, Dean Wade out. Philly's good to go. Um, I mean, it's, it's really Harden and Embiid. It's a tougher matchup here against Philly, or against Cleveland, sorry. Is there anybody that's standing out to you here for the 76ers?
1: Not really. I mean, Harden its probably a decent GBP play. I think that Embiid's going to struggle a bit going up against Mobley. I know Stars and Embiid can always end up going off for a big game, but I think Mobley's just such a good defender that he might be able – shut down Hart or Embiid a little bit. And I think Harden could be the one that ends up going off here. I mean, Maxi is too high priced considering what he's been doing recently. I know he was solid coming in or with Harden coming in, but really just hasn't been great recently. Like I'm not rolling with Cork Korkmaz, and Yang, any of these guys, any of these other guys. It's pretty much always Embiid or Harden. And I think this is more of a Harden spot than an Embiid spot here. So I don't mind going with him, but overall just not a great match going up against Cleveland. So... If you want to play Harden, I, I think that's fine, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up just staying away from the Philly side entirely.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I think if you're playing a lot of teams, you probably always get exposure to Embiid or, or Harden, but I think Maxi is kind of capped. I think Tobias is kind of capped. Do you think... I was just curious, and then we'll move on to the other side of this game. Do you think Tobias gets under 6K before the end of the season? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm kind of hoping it pushes that way, and then like we get playoff Tobias at like 5,800 or something and playing 40 minutes. That would kind of be juicy. So Mm -hmm. Um, Cleveland side of this game, I mean, no Allen still. Mobley, he's shown plenty of ceiling here with Allen out. I don't think this is a terrible matchup for him i have a lot of interest in garland i just i don't love the price
1: yeah i mean the price is rough but he's absolutely been paying it off recently 50 43 42 and 72 over his last four games i think one of those might have been ot game but he's been playing a bunch of minutes they need him right now and he's been doing a ton on the offensive end i know that with Levert back cutting into his production slightly um no interest in Levert, but I, I still think that Garland is still a pretty solid overall option at 9K. Mobley, it's not a great matchup going up against Philly. I mean, Embiid, he's going to have his hands full with Embiid, and Embiid's obviously a pretty solid overall defender. But Mobley has been paying off his price tag pretty heftily on a nightly basis. He's got 45-plus before the last five games. I, they need to play him close to 40 minutes. So I, I have no problem with Mobley, but I actually do like Garland in the spot.
0: All right. I don't think I have anything else with marking back. I expect Kevin love to be closer to 20 minutes than 30 minutes and marketing 5,700. I think if you're taking some shots on large field tournaments, I don't hate it. Denver at Washington to 28 and a half total in this one, the nuggets a five and a half point favorite on the Denver side. Aaron Gordon is questionable. And Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. remain out. Washington, Bradley Beal remains out. Um, So pretty much what we've had for, it seems like, for weeks now with uh, Washington. Any interest here in Denver?
1: I mean, Jokic is always in play. Jokic is always a good play. I mean, he's going up against one of the worst defenses versus bigs. Um, Bones Highland comes into this game and pre. Did you see the Skip Bayless tweet? No. Yeah, He's a dummy. Said that... Jokic beat Embiid because of Bones Highland. I don't know if that's actually real now that I think about it because that's such a ridiculous thing to say, but I think he actually tweeted that out, which has to be just 100% for shock value. In any case, Jokic and Bones Highland sitting at 4,200. Comes in this game with 30 and 35 in the last two games. Played 31 minutes in the last one. Seems like he's getting a decent amount of run. I can't remember if someone got injured in the last game and that's why, but I mean, still 4,200 with the production that he's had recently. I think that he's a pretty solid overall value play in this spot, but Jokic is the main guy. and I mean, how he's been playing recently, I'll, I'll never argue with paying up for him. There's a lot of good stars, so he might end up getting overlooked here.
0: Yeah, I think if Aaron Gordon sits Bones, high, bones Highland, uh, even more valuable here, Jokic. I think in play regardless. I think this is going to be a close, competitive game. Put up seventy three against this team uh, the first time these two teams met. So, I mean, I, I definitely think the ceiling is there. And you know, I always, I always like playing Jokic. <laughs> um, any old school listener to the morning grind gets that. But um, yeah, I guess
1: you haven't really had to say that in the last two years. <laughs>
0: No, like I actually, I'm fully converted. I actually like playing him now. Um, He was a waste seventy
1: five points a night.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was a waste of salary before, but. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is people. People probably think I'm joking. I I was the biggest Jokic fader for forever to the last couple years. So, Uh, Washington side of this game, you know, Kuzma eighty four hundred. He has just taken such a big down bump uh, with Porzingis on the floor. Porzingis is getting closer and closer to 30 minutes every night. I'm still all aboard, rolling the dice on Porzingis, hoping that he gets that 30 minute game. Um, they're a tough team to kind of figure out right now. Like KCP has been like the most viable option from Washington over the last like two weeks, and that's just weird to say out loud.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that KCP is never really someone we thought of as a consistent fantasy player, but I mean he's been he's been doing work outside of that Lakers game. He's been hitting thirty every single night, forty some nights. I think I, I don't like playing KCP, but saying at fifty two hundred, it's not bad. You're right, Kuzma basically entirely out of contention until it gets cheaper. Um, at his price tag at 8400 with Porzingis in there just isn't really working at all like it's just overpriced Porzingis is eating in to his usage quite a bit I'm not sure if I'm with you on Porzingis if he does play 30 minutes I guess like he does have 40 points over the last two games I don't necessarily love the matchup I don't hate it but like I I think you could do worse than 7200 Porzingis I'm probably just not going to go with him outside of that like can't really trust Gafford or Bryant to put up a good fantasy outing. Like, they're not great fantasy point per minute players and they're not getting a ton of minutes. So, like, if I was going to go with one of them, it'd probably be Bryant just because he comes in this game in better form. But both of them are out, like Neto and Ish Smith, like just splitting the minutes. Like, Ish, I could see playing at 4,200. He does have 25 point upside. He has been playing well on a point per minute basis, but the minutes just aren't that high where I'd love him as a play. but he's fine, but really KCP is the only guy I have a ton of interest in here. And that's, yeah, that is just weird to say.
0: It is. It really is. We got Dallas at Brooklyn two twenty-five and a half 25 and a half total in this game. The Mavs, a two point favorite back-to-back for Brooklyn. We don't have um, an injury report for them yet. Uh, we do know that Kyrie won't play because this game's in Brooklyn. Absolutely crushed my magic. Um, uh, on Tuesday night. And then on the Dallas side of things, Bullock is out, Hardaway Jr is out. So, um So yeah, let's get into the Dallas side first. I mean, luca's 11-5. He's the ceiling play I think on most nights. Um, you know, Dinwiddie with Brunson back, these guys are kind of priced where they should be. Um I think Luca is probably my only play that I'm looking at here from Dallas. um yeah,
1: yeah, Luca's kind of the top play. I mean, Luca's just been fantastic over the last month. uh matchup versus Brooklyn, obviously not a good defense and pretty fast paced matchup, so Luca, I think has some decent upside in this spot here um again, there's a lot of studs to pay up for. He's right up there with everyone else as a great play. Uh, Dinwiddie with Brunson back, no real interest in him. I mean, he's been still playing pretty decent, um, but I don't think he's a great play. I think I'd rather go with Brunson. I mean, he's played 37 minutes the other night going up against Boston prior to getting injured. He showed some 40-point upside on any given night here, so matchup versus Brooklyn is a solid one. I think Brunson still has some upside there, but Luke is the main target here
0: yep Brooklyn side I mean Durant no Kyrie Durant I think um assuming that Gordon Drogic plays on the second end of a back-to-back he played 38 minutes the other night against the Knicks with um Kyrie out I think those are your main two pieces here from Brooklyn I don't think you really overthink this yep yeah no that's pretty much it I mean you
1: can take a shot on Drummond but uh KD is the top spend up on the entire slate I mean we know what KD does without Kyrie and Harden in the game, so KD's going to shoot the ball an absolute ton here. Um, I wonder what his points total is. I'll check that in a second. But, yeah, KD at 10.9K is too cheap. He's going to have massive, massive usage in this spot here. So, yeah, there's no points prop out. He's the main guy. And then, yeah, right there with you, like Drogic, I know second him to -to back-to-back, but he still should play a decent amount of minutes. This is why he got brought in there. He needs to play when Kyrie's out, so – Drogic at 4,200 is just too cheap if he's going to get those type of minutes or anything
0: close to him. All right. We got Portland at New York taking on the Knicks. 225 total in this one. The Knicks uh, 11-point favorite. On the Knicks side, Quentin Grimes, Noel, Reddish, Rose, and Kimba out. And then on Portland, Bledsoe, Ingles, Lillard, Little, Nurkic, Simons out. Winslow is questionable. Uh, Start here at the Portland side. Grant, what are you looking at?
1: I mean, Watford and Hart have just been crushing recently. Um, I don't love the matchup. I don't love the price tag on Hart. I like Williams more. But, I mean, Hart's got 30 and 44 points in the last two games. This game ends up staying close. He could be in for a pretty decent night. They're going to play him every minute he possibly can in a close game. And Watford, like – He's just been so good recently, playing high thirties minutes, forty four and forty three points. He's only sitting at sixty eight hundred, which is seems like a little bit of a sticker shop. But when you consider his uh, role in this offense, I'm, I'm entirely fine with it. And then Eubanks playing solid minutes every single night, sitting at fifty seven hundred. Like they're playing a fairly tight rotation, at least with those guys and with uh, with Williams. Like they're just mostly rolling with four guys, and then. Just whoever else, the rest of the game. So anytime I'm getting guys that are point per minute guys playing close to 40 minutes, and you just kind of roll with them. I mean, Hart's the only guy that's a little bit priced up.
0: Yeah, Hart is still, I think, the guy that I struggle at his price. I know he has the ceiling to crush in any matchup, but I think Watford and or Williams. Is the two guys that I'm looking at. Nick's side, I mean, RJ Barrett is 7,700. He's kind of taken like a back seat here recently, and Julius Randle has been playing good. It's just, man, this Knicks team is tough to figure out right now.
1: I mean, yeah, RJ Barrett, I wouldn't quite say he's taken a back seat as much as Julius Randle has played really well in his minutes, and Barrett has shot the ball very poorly. I think both of them are still fine plays. I mean, it's matchup versus Portland. They don't have anyone that can guard either of these guys. Again, they are more guys that throw in game stack, hoping this game stays close because we've seen Portland being 40-point blowouts or keep the game close. There seems to be nothing in between for them recently without Simons in the game. But Randall, yeah, 69 plus points in two of the last four games comes into this in really good form. He's stuffing every single stat and Portland's a solid matchup and Barrett's the only other guy really doing anything. I mean, Burks is getting a lot of ancillary stats, but he's not really scoring any given outing. He's priced at 6K. That's exactly where it should be, in my opinion. Mitch Robb, I mean, can have a big outing every single, any single night, but they don't really need his minutes in this one quickly has been getting a decent amount of minutes without Rose and Kemba in there. And yes, he has some upside, but saying at 5,100 last three games, under 30 points, not a guy I want to take a chance on. So really it's just Barrett and Randall.
0: Yeah. Barrett and Randall I think are the two pieces on the Knicks that I'd be looking at in this matchup. I mean, Fournier, he'll have those nights where he shoots well, but I think overall, I think it's just these two guys. We got Phoenix at Houston back to back for Phoenix. There's no total out for this game, but the Suns are an 11 point favorite. Um, So see Eric Gordon is questionable. And then on the Phoenix side, I assume that Chris Paul will be out. Um, Cameron Johnson's getting close to being back. So we'll have to kind of pay attention to that. Let's start here with Phoenix um i I mean devin booker we talked about him so much on the podcast yesterday i highlighted him in expert survey i was shocked where his ownership was like pre-lock like projected ownership and stuff because i mean this is the skin a guy that's consistently putting up 50 fantasy points a night and he didn't even have to play the fourth quarter and he got 50 fantasy points in that game against the pelicans last night um what are your thoughts here on phoenix
1: Yeah, yeah, right there with you. I mean, Booker saying at 9,500 is too cheap. He just got 50. Um, Like, he's very good. He's not going to be overly tired on the second of the back-to-back because he only played 30 minutes. This matchup versus Houston, one of the fastest-paced teams, one of the worst defensive. My only worry in this is if it stays close. Aiden draws a pretty solid overall matchup. I think he's priced up to the point where I don't really want to use him. Payne uh, has been doing really well with the minutes he's been playing. He's probably priced accordingly with Booker in there. His usage definitely took a pretty big hit with Booker in the game. So he's fine. He's a guy that you can throw in a game stack. that this game stays close because he can definitely go off for a big enough outing if this, if he plays four quarters, but that's a big worry. I mean, Crowder bridges with Booker back in here. I mean, I know bridges played pretty well, but 6,200, that's probably the price tag he should be at. Um, They're not really going to need his defense as much as they did probably last night with McCollum. But he's he's just a little bit too expensive for me to play. So realistically, Booker is the guy, but Payne is a fine
0: guy to throw into a game stack. Yeah, I Booker is my favorite. Payne, I don't mind. I don't mind Aiton. On the Houston side of things, I mean, Christian Wood, 7'9". I think, you know, the fact that he played 26 minutes the other night, we could see him get bumped up a little bit in this game. He obviously hurts the value of Sengun. I don't think we're, you know, playing him. I think we could potentially look at uh, Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr. in large field tournaments, but Schroeder's back too. I think Houston's getting to the point where there might be too many mouths to feed again, even if Eric Gordon sits
1: Yeah, no, right there with you. I mean, Schroeder, Green, and Porter Jr. all playing in this one. Don't really expect any of them to be good values in this spot. I mean, obviously Green has been playing really well recently, but he's not going to play high 30s minutes with Schroeder back in the game. So can't really trust that and probably staying away from that situation. Schroeder and Porter both getting into each other's minutes. So I think really the only guy you can think about playing is Christian Wood and – At 7,900, like strictly a guy that I'd throw in just as a bring back with Booker.
0: All right, we're cruising along here. We got the Lakers at Minnesota taking on the Timberwolves. This game has a 237 total. The Timberwolves an eight-point favorite. On the Lakers side, Anthony Davis is out. LeBron is questionable. Seems like every slate now. Minnesota side, Beverly, McLaughlin, Reed, Vanderbilt, questionable. Jaden McDaniels out. Anthony Edwards, probable. Starting with the Lakers, I mean, if LeBron plays, I I like LeBron. Um, You know, he's definitely in that I'm going to take over games kind of mode. And if LeBron plays, I mean, it's really tough to play Westbrook, Monk. These guys, like, I think LeBron is the only play if he plays. If LeBron sits, um, I mean, you could definitely get exposure to Monk. You can get exposure to Westbrook, probably on Fanduel. Horton Tucker. Um, so, I, I think if LeBron plays, he's really the guy.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's basically. I mean, Minnesota's been playing at the fastest pace in the league since the All Star break. So this is a fantastic matchup. I mean, LeBron comes into this game didn't have a great outing the last. Two games, but 70 70, 70 before that. I mean, LeBron's going to do everything he possibly can. He's still fighting for the playoffs or at least the playing game. Like, LeBron is the only play if he plays, and Westbrook and Monk are going to be the two main guys if LeBron ends up sitting in this good matchup. So, and THT. So it's all depending on LeBron as it is every single night. And who knows if he's going to play any given night.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's really. Who knows? At this point, like I assume like I go in like assuming LeBron's going to play every slate and I adjust if he does doesn't play. So um, uh, on the Minnesota side here, you know, Carl anthony Towns coming off of a monster game, 60 actual points, 17 rebounds against the Spurs, um, 31 shot attempts. I was looking it up before we got started because I was just curious. And do you want to guess how many times he's had over 30 shot attempts this season? Twice, zero that was the first time all year so i don't know I, I mean you're like you know did did they hit on something is he gonna start doing this um but i mean if we're playing the odds game where's the anomaly um it was definitely the last game he's 10-6 matchup against the lakers what's standing out to you here from minnesota
1: yeah it's mostly just cat i mean without vanderbilt and potentially without Vanderbilt and Reed. I mean, he should be in for a ton of minutes because it's the only real size they have going up against L.A., which no one's going to be able to stop Cat here. So Cat's the main guy. But I mean, Russell and Edwards both have a pretty solid overall matchup. Um, I'm fine with either one of them in GPPs. This is going to be a high-scoring game here. I mean, it's similar to what they had versus San Antonio the other night where that game ended up, what was it, 200 points almost, or 300 points almost. Yeah. Yeah. 298. So they've just been running at a massive pace recently. They've had 129-plus points, under 25-plus points in four of the last five games, five of the last six games, something like that. They, they've been in massive scoring outings. So if LeBron ends up playing, then I'm I'm all aboard playing Cat. But Russell and Edwards are also pretty solid plays. I'm probably staying away from Beverly. Like, Did you see Malik Beasley's line the other night? I did not. Zero, 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 and zero in nineteen minutes. Pretty, pretty Tony Snell ask. It's it's incredible. Um, real, real accomplishment for him. Glad I own. <laughs> glad I own one of his NFTs, but not no interest in him. I own his number four metallic gold, and I bought it at the peak of NBA Top Shot. Now is just a rem- constant reminder of I sometimes make bad decisions. <laughs>
0: Oh man, you're like, oh, could it get worse? Oh, it did. <laughs> well, the number four popped up. I'm like, ah, I want a single digit
1: one. I, I got to get that. Blake Beasley, he could be good. Then he went <laughs> to jail and put up a zero, 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 zero stat line.
0: Oh no. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. See, uh, San Antonio, 234 and a half total. I, the one thing that I noticed about the slate and I'll say this: the Spurs are a 13-point favorite in this game. But the one thing that I noticed about this slate when I was looking at it before we got started, there's a lot of big totals. Um, going to be a lot of points yeah. scored. 12-game slate, you're going to need a lot. And this is going to be one of those slates. Oh, I had 400 points. I didn't cash. Well, it, I mean, I don't know if it's 400, but you know what I mean. Um, this, there's going to be a lot of points scored on this slate. So, a lot of value, a lot of studs, a lot of good games, good atmospheres. So, um, Thunderside, Dort is out. Favors is out. Giddy is out. Mescala, Robinson Earl, Kendrick Williams, Ty Jerome, all out. SGA is questionable. On the San Antonio side of things, McDermott is out. Bates Diop is out. Um, and Langford is out. So, obviously, one of the biggest news things that we're looking at on this entire slate is will SGA play? Dealing with some ankle injury, um, soreness. They have nothing to play for. If he is out, Trey Mann is $5,100 and would instantly become one of the best value plays. Him and Aaron Wiggins would just be, even Theo Maldon would just be, here we go, load him up and, you know, ride it to the sunset.
1: Yeah. So I love this game stack. I love this game. I love it way more if SGA ends up playing um, because not as many people might be on it. But SGA is my favorite play on the slate outside of maybe KD, and he's the perfect pivot away from KD. He's been putting up massive numbers every single night. Um, putting, I can I tell you right now, let's see if the line's out. I don't know if it is because he's questionable. Yeah, there's no line out for him. But hit, hammer his points over. like It's been free money over the last month and a half, um, just or last month, whatever it is. Just absolutely incredible. And, I'm in this spot. So, over the last 10 games, OKC is 29th in defense. San Antonio is 27th in defense. OKC is third in pace, and San Antonio is second in pace. This is going to be a massive scoring game. SGA is my favorite target, but obviously, but also, Baisley has been playing really well recently. The shot volume has been fantastic over the last two games. The minutes have been great. 18 shot attempts in each of the last two games. He's sitting at 5,600. Trey Mann, even if SGA plays, like he's probably going to play mid-30s minutes in this type of matchup, I think he'd be in for a good night. Um, Wiggins, still pretty solid overall play at 4,700. Like they're going to play these guys minutes. They're going to play at a massive pace. And there's going to be a ton of points being scored here. So SGA is my favorite. If he's out, then just just load up on Wiggins, man, and Basley. just absolutely load, load up. But this game stack is looking beautiful here.
0: Yeah, DeJounte Murray, a guy that's just absolutely been crushing over 50 fantasy points in six straight games. He's 10-7. The price has come down. This was a guy that was a little over 11K um, a few, few days ago, it seems like. So I love DeJounte Murray in this spot. I think Yoko Podel, his price is kind of right where it should be. Keldon Johnson has shown some ceiling here recently. Vassal is 5,600. He can go for 30-plus. The game environment is just so juicy here that the Spurs just stand out big time.
1: Yeah. I mean, what Charlotte was earlier on the season, OKC now is like, again, third fastest paced team, 30th in defensive efficiency over the last 10 games. Murray in a fantastic spot. I prefer SGA over the other side, but if you can get both in, great. Purtle draws a pretty solid overall match, but I know he doesn't come into this game in great form, but. I'm willing to take a shot on him. He's my least favorite of the San Antonio guys that I have interest in. Kelvin Johnson might actually be my favorite of all of them, though. Like, he comes into this game, been shooting a ton recently, going up against OKC, 40-plus points in three of the last five games. Big body is going to crush in this spot, and he's going to shoot a ton in this game here. Really like him and the Vassal, a little bit cheaper at 5,600 He's pretty solid coming in this game, playing 30 plus minutes, and of the last two, putting up 35 points in both. I think that he's a guy that you can definitely use as a little bit of a cheaper guy to throw into your stack here. But Kelvin Johnson is going to crush in this spot.
0: All right, we got Chicago at Utah. 225 and a half total in this game. The Jazz, a six and a half point favorite. Lonzo Ball out. Patrick Williams remains out. And on the jazz side of things, um, house junior and Bogdanovich out. So starting here with Chicago, full strength, Chicago team, tough matchup against Utah. Great. I'll be honest. This is probably a really good basketball game, but I'm struggling on the DFS side because it's a tough matchup for both teams and they're all priced appropriately.
1: Yeah. I really have no interest in this. I mean, with Caruso back, Chicago's a better defense, um, with Levine, Vooch, and DeRozan all playing all even to each other's usage enough where I don't really want to use any of them. I'm kind of out in Chicago, and the only person I have any interest in in this entire game is Donovan Mitchell, and I don't even love it.
0: Yeah, I think Donovan Mitchell in large field tournaments makes, makes sense here. I think you could go for 50 fantasy points and 9K. A little bit of value compared to some of these other players um, in the range, and I think value will open up where we don't even have to play like an Alex Caruso today. You know, his minutes have been solid. He's cheap, but there's just going to be, I think, way better value uh, overall. So I struggle just with that one. Boston at Golden State, 221.5 total in this game, and the Warriors are a four-point favorite. Iguodala, Gary Payton out. Andrew Wiggins questionable. Wiseman remains out as well. On the Boston side of things, they're pretty much healthy. They're good to go. Knee um, Smith is out, but I don't think that really matters. Um, talk to me here about Boston.
1: Another game that's going to be a great actual game, but these are two of the toughest defenses in the league. Neither one are paying playing at a massive pace like. I, I, I like obviously you can't go with Tatum with Curry with Brown with Clay Thompson in this one but they all have terrible matchups and yes any one of them can go off for a massive game any night but these are two of the best defensive teams in the league potentially the two best with Draymond back and these are bottom 20 or bottom 10 teams in terms of pace this is not going to be a high scoring did you say they have a total in this game
0: 220 and a half, I think. Yeah, 221 and a half. That seems high. And
1: it's not even that high. Like I I'd take the under on that, but I, I don't really want to play anyone. I mean, am, am I wrong with everyone kind of healthy and these two good defenses? Like it's gonna be a close game, but I can't find anything I like.
0: The first time these two teams played, it was 218, it was 107 to 111, Um, so I don't think you're you're crazy, and that was in December before like clay was healthy i think if you're playing this game you're just hoping that like you get like a overtime shootout type of game um where you're playing like a tatum curry tatum clay tatum green um Jaden brown curry brown top like i think you're just playing like a game stack and hoping that you get like that ceiling competitive you know, big time minute type game. Um, you know, we saw Curry, Draymond comes back and Curry starts shooting well. I, I mean, those two guys are just so correlated. Draymond and Curry are just so correlated. When Draymond's on the floor, Curry just gets gets better looks. Um, so I, I don't mind a game stack, but I mean, I'm with you. I think like this is a, I don't think this is as drastic drastic as the chicago utah game but i mean boston's been the best defense in the league over the last what two months so this is a tough game i just curry is just steph curry man like when the chef is shooting and he's just he's dishing out um gems so it's tough to say don't play some but yeah i mean tatum can take over games too so i think if you're looking at this game you're probably looking more on like a points prop type of thing Maybe like a prize picks, or if you're in a legal state like my buddy Grant, you could take some overs on you know Tatum or Curry in this spot and just kind of attack it that way. Milwaukee at Sacramento, 240 total. The Bucs are at 8.5 to 9-point favorite in almost all the books. On the Milwaukee side, Benbury is out, Connington is out, and then Jeremy Lamb is out. And Terrence Davis is out on the King's side. Massive total here, Grant. Massive total. Uh, if this game stays close, Giannis is going to put up a big number here.
1: Yep. I got it. I mean, the three guys you want to go with are Giannis, Middleton, and Alde. And Giannis could potentially be the highest scoring guy on the entire slate. I mean, he's going up against Sacramento. High pace team. Not good defensively. Good matchup for Giannis a good match for Middleton, good match for Holiday. I mean, if you want to go with Portis, then, I mean, fine. Like, he does show some upside. He's priced where he should be at 6,300. He has some downside with Brooke Lopez back. Um, I can't expect him to play huge minutes. So, him, Lopez, and Ibaka, like, all taking out the big spot. I, I don't think that any of them offer some upside. So, really, it's just the big three that they have. And It's probably an order of salary, like Giannis, then Middleton, then Holiday. I mean, Middleton's been playing pretty solid overall recently, 23-plus points in four last five, Um, just coming into this game in good form. This high of a total, he could go off for 60 in this spot. So if you're not playing Giannis, he's a perfectly fine guy to go with.
0: Yeah, I mean, Giannis or Drew would be the two guys. But, I mean, Middleton's somewhat interesting here because they're just so bad at defending wings. Mm-hmm. Kingside Kingside, uh, I think if this game is gonna stay close, and if you're playing Giannis you're probably playing Fox, because I mean Sabonis is priced up. Do we get some neve- some revenge narrative here with Di Vincenzo at 4,500? Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's playing minutes. He's coming off. Uh, yeah, I mean, game. <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh. That's all.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's Fox and it's DiVincenzo. I mean, Sabonis has been so hit or miss recently, and he's not really showing the same upside as Fox is. I mean, Fox is just taking a boatload of shots every single day, game, like playing low 40s minutes. He's playing pretty much the entirety of the game every single night, shooting every chance that he gets because he's pretty much the whole offense. So Fox and then I'm only to ride the DiVincenzo revenge narrative. Um He plays 35 minutes. He can he can crush his price tag of forty five hundred. But realistically, it's only those two guys. I mean, Barnes isn't really showing a ton of upside. Lyles, forty three hundred. And I mean, I guess he's fine, but you're not getting 30 points from him. So you're just getting taking your 20, 25 points and moving on. So realistically, Fox, DiVincenzo, both solid plays. I actually really like Fox, though
0: yeah i think fox is the play we finish it out with toronto at la taking on the clippers 218 and a half total in this game the raptors a two-point favorite on the clipper side paul george Kawhi leonard powell all out og is doubtful flynn is out van vliet is questionable um 10-30 10-30 game, kind of a standalone game. And some of the biggest news on the slate is will Van Vliet play or not? Um, we'll start here with the Toronto side. I mean, if Van Vliet is out, Barnes at 7,900. Point guard Barnes is probably too cheap. Um, what are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, I mean, Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. are both too cheap. I mean, anytime Van Vliet's out, Gary Trent Jr. is just going to be chucking the entire game. 6,600 is probably a little bit too cheap for or it's definitely too cheap for him, if Van Vliet ends up sitting. And then Barnes, like, have we, I can't remember the last time we had three rookies that are playing this well and between Cunningham, Barnes, and Mobley. Like, they're all incredible. and Got a lot of money on Mobley to win Rookie of the Year, so... Hopefully Barnes doesn't play too well, but I mean, he's just been so good whenever, whenever Van Vliet isn't in the game. It, it's really those two guys. I mean, if you want to go with Siakam, that's fine. Like he's been playing pretty decent recently, but there's a lot of spend-ups that i like more. But I mean, if Van Vliet's out, all three of those guys see a pretty big uptick, but Barnes is my favorite followed by Trent Jr. Followed by Siakam.
0: On the Clippers side, I mean, Reggie Jackson's 8100. Uh, he's playing 40 minutes a night, and I don't love the idea of playing him, but I think Zubach is the guy that I'm the most interested in here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't play Clippers. It's a lazy answer, but I hate them, and they've lost me tons of money. Um, like Jackson has been playing about Limits, he's been shooting a ton, 8100, probably where he should be. Um, I wouldn't chase Terrence Mann's big night the other night because that was without Jackson, if I remember correctly. Morris has shown some upside at times. Um, I won't play him, but 5,600, I think he's the guy that gives you the most upside. And then Zubak, yeah, he's been pretty consistent putting up big games. Still probably not expensive enough at 6,800, so he's probably the only actual good play on there. But I won't play him because every time I do, he does terrible.
0: Oh man, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here before I lose power because it is monsooning outside right now. Um, it's bad. Like I can hear it. I have over the ear headphones on, and I can hear it over my headphones and that's talking. Um, so yeah, favorite play under 5k to go 7x. Who's your cheapy today? Go with Bones Highland. All right, I like that one. I mean, it it so depends on. Some of the news, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Uh revenge narrative <laughs> DiVincenzo. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a game. <laughs> <laughs> um if I'm not okay, if I'm not joking around, Amir Coffee has been playing really solid minutes. Um, so if he stays in the starting lineup, I think he's too cheap too. Over 8k to go under 5x. Suz or bust today. This one's tough no i mean not really i guess DeRozan. i yeah i was gonna say derosen i'll go vooch i guess i just the whole game i hope they're under favorite 6x play today um i'm gonna go with
1: sga and it was expensive and he might not play but Like, SGA every single night.
0: Yeah. I... I'm going to go DeJounte Murray. I really like that game. Yeah. Man, if SGA plays, that is such a juicy stack. Yeah, SGA Murray, what a juicy stack. I don't
1: generally do same-game parlays, but I can tell you tomorrow that I am going to be messing around on FanDuel stacking the overs on that game
0: every single which way. All right. Um, Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Anyone standing out to you to get weird today?
1: Is Big Body weird? Sure. All right. Big Body. Kelton Big Body Johnson.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm struggling today. I was trying to trying to find like a cheapie that I think is gonna be low owned um but I'll just go Darren Fox. I don't think he's gonna be popular at ninety four hundred today. really like this spot for him, and he's just someone that like De'Jounte Murray it was at the beginning of the season. Nobody just plays him because they're expensive, but they're crushing so uh any bets standing out to you here the night before?
1: yeah, for Zingus over eighteen and a half points garland over 23 and a half points i think capella over 21.5 points plus rebounds and i don't think there are many other lines out the night before and the over on uh, the okc san antonio game
0: all right we're gonna get out of here it is <laughs> it's distracting me so much um it's raining so hard outside right now, but that's Florida. Um, I gotta go. I uh, Grant, I gotta go dig into some F1 stats. Um, I need to start
1: that F1 documentary on Netflix. Have you seen it? You haven't it watched it? It's so good. No, there's so that's many here.
0: <laughs> there's so many F1 experts because they've watched that. Um, <laughs> listen, I I think it's funny because I, I mean, I watched them obviously, but I I've been watching F1 for. For years now. And like, I wouldn't even consider myself an expert on F1. Like, it's just funny. Today on Twitter was hilarious, just the people watch. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Friday. No podcast for Thursday. Very small slate. Not going to do a podcast. We'll be back Friday. Talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you
1: then. Take it.